Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of BU with Declan Edwards. Now, the special guest that we have on this week's episode is an amazing and inspiring woman by the name of Holly Fielder. Now, Holly and I go back, actually, to the very first ever BU Coaching Empowered Mind, Empowered Body Retreat, where we took a group of 15 people away for three days to the Hunter Valley. We brought in a bunch of guest experts, and we gave people the opportunity to not only get guest expert advice, but also to practice looking after themselves physically, mentally, and emotionally. And Holly was one of the guest experts at that retreat. I actually found out afterwards that was one of her first ever keynote speaking opportunities, and I've just found out today that this is her first ever uh, podcast experience, being able to come on as a guest expert on a podcast. So it's funny that after all these years of connecting with each other and seeing each other grow and develop and seeing the impact we're both making on people's lives grow and develop, that we get to have this opportunity again to have Holly on board. You know, there's a lot of value that Holly's story and her background can offer, and I'm very, very keen to hear her share her story because I know it profoundly impacted me in my life the first time I heard her speak. But what we're going to be diving into today with Holly is the power of choice. And when Holly messaged me saying that's the topic she wanted to focus on, I couldn't think of a more appropriate topic for her to share and deep dive into because when you hear Holly's story, it's just highlights how powerful personal choice is, having the ability to choose not what happens to you in life, but definitely how you respond to it. So with that said, we're going to invite Holly on. We're going to have her on board. It's going to be an amazing, amazing episode. Make sure you stick around for it. And as always, if you have any questions for either of us that come up from this, make sure you send them through to grow at bucoaching.org and I can connect you with Holly or I can answer your questions as well. Let's do it. You! Hello, Holly. Hello. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm great, thank you. I just uh, finished recording the little introduction to this episode saying that you and I go back, geez, a bit over a year and a half now. We had you uh, at our first ever retreat and it was one of your first ever keynote speaking opportunities and then I've just found out this is your first ever podcast too. Uh, yes. No, yeah, yeah, like popping, popping on my cherries. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, so, hey, I'd love for you to, to start the episode by just sharing a bit of your background and a bit of your story because I heard your story firsthand at our retreat. I had the privilege um, of really getting to know you there. And it's such a powerful story. But I think what's even more powerful is that you've stepped into owning it and using your story to give back and help other people as well. So I'd love for you to share a bit of that story with, with our listeners. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess it really all started back in 2012 when I was diagnosed with stage four bowel cancer and secondary liver cancer and I was giving, given a 5% chance to survive. Mm. Um, and that is something that really rocked my world, but it's also something that it has given me my life purpose um, because I feel like it was something that I had to experience and go through and, and discover who I was and, and go through those challenges to really connect to myself and take away positive learnings and develop an appreciation for life. And during that time, I also went through a horrible, horrible breakup mm. with a partner who was is now my ex-fiance and he was quite, um, I guess, verbally abusive and manipulative towards me through the whole journey and, and left me in hospital by myself and um, I guess 
told me that in that state of mind, I was so vulnerable. I allowed his, his words to become mine of I'm unworthy of love and nobody would love me because I've got scars and who would date me. And, you know, having can getting cancer was my fault. And it was definitely something that challenged me as a person, but something that I look back now and it's, it was all a blessing in disguise how, how everything planned out in my life. Yeah. So talk to me about where you were before that. Cause it's really interesting for me, um, you know, to hear, and I'm sure a lot of this is to hear that you look back on something that is such a, a pivotal moment and things like to be told you've got a 5% chance to live is like, you wouldn't wish that upon anyone, but it's amazing that you can look back and they go, I kind of needed that. Like I had to go through that hurt and through that journey and through that pain to reconnect with myself. Yeah. Talk to me about where you were before that stage, like leading up to that big pivot point. Oh gosh. I, I look back now and I was like, I, I wasn't happy. I was working in a, well, I think I thought I was happy. Mm. I was, you know, engaged. I had just brought our house. I was working in flight center in the corporate world. I was tracking to be the top novice in the world globally I was quite successful in my job and I thought I was happy and I was actually quite stressed and living in Perth away from my family and friends. I'm originally from the central coast in New South Wales was having a toll on my mental health as well. And I ended up going on uh, any depressions, depressants because I thought that would help and, you know, being labeled depressed, having depression, which is something now I know I just created in my mind. Um, Mm. And yeah, I look back and I'm like, I just wasn't happy. I was just going along with what I thought I had to do in life was to be successful in a job that I hated, working nine to five, owning a house, getting married and then having kids. And I look back and I'm like, that's not what life is about. It's mm. more to life than that. Yeah, I suppose it's about creating your own life as well, right? Because that, that regimented approach of, okay, have a good job, get married, have kids working that job for 40 years, retired, die. That does work quite well for some people, but there's no way that one size fits all approach can actually work when there's 7 billion of us on the planet. 100%. (laughs) So I suppose it gave quite a fair opportunity, yeah, for you to have some reflection time. And as you said, to get back in touch with yourself, but then I I guess to also ask what a good life looks like and means to you. Yes, 100%. And it was, it's, it kind of was like a double-edged sword, like going through, the diagnosis going through that journey like my whole focus was there and then when it was kind of given the all clear it's like how can I make up for lost time how can I get back to work how can I get Mm. back to that it was a real double-edged sword it was just like you have this new appreciation appreciation for life but you're also like what is it who am I what's this new normal and it was like yeah it's a whole new journey itself in finding yourself after that cancer diagnosis yeah, without a doubt. And, and talking about like the moment you hear that and you find that out, but then the months afterwards, because I'm imagining it wasn't straight into this very Victor's empowering mindset. Yeah, no. I I was actually talking to somebody about this the other day. When they told me I had cancer, I sat there and I was like, I have what? <laughs> and he's mm. like, I think you have cancer. I was like, what do you mean you think I have cancer? And it, I didn't cry or anything straight away. I was just sitting there. I was like in disbelief. It was just like, mm. this would never happen to me. I always used to be like, I would never get a blood test. That would never be me. And it wasn't until I had the a CT scan that day and I saw their look on their face. I was like, you know what? I don't need to know anything else. My mum flew over that night and the next day I was 
meeting a surgeon and it was, I believe my whole mindset kind of shifted at that point. That's when they told mm-hmm. me I had 5%, I was sitting there and I just I had like a drop in. This drop in was like, you're going to be okay. Mm. No matter what, you're going to be okay. And no matter the negativity that was thrown my way, I was just like, I had this determination to get up every single day, to feed myself, to go for a walk, to drink water, because I knew that the chemo was, they said, if it shrunk the tumors on the liver, I would have surgery. If it didn't, I would have to just have chemo for life. And I was like, you know what? No, there's mm. still a 5% chance. And I would, I did anything to make sure I got that surgery. And it just really goes to show that if you put your mind to something, you can achieve it. Like if you truly 100% believe and focus on something and don't give yourself an exit, your mind can be so powerful in a way. Yeah, without a doubt. And I, I mean, I suppose that highlights the topic that you really wanted to dive into today to share with people of that, the power of choice, right, of making those pivotal decisions and, and, and following through on them as well. So I'm a big believer that a choice isn't actually made until action's taken. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people think, oh, yeah, I've made a choice. It's like, oh, what have you done towards it? Oh, nothing yet, but I've made it in my head. That's, <laughs> not, that's not a decision yet. Right? That's just a thought. <laughs> yeah, right? You're thinking of making a choice. Let's be real with each other. Yeah. Um, so run me through that. Like how is this power of choice really shaped you as a person but then also shaped how you give back and help others? Yeah, so – I believe our life is made up of so many different choices and and decisions. And like you said, it's not really a choice until you action on it. And we have a choice how we, how our attitude is towards life, our choice of if we stay in the job, if we stay in relationship. And, you know, I chose to stay in the relationship, even, even though I knew it was unhealthy for me, because I, I look back now and I was like, I had to learn something about myself before I decided it was enough and chose to leave. And I, I believe that, going through I know life throws horrible challenges at toward like challenging things towards us but in that moment when those things are out of your control you still have that control of your choice of how your attitude is of what you choose to think uh focus on how you choose to act how you choose to react you know what thoughts you're having what you're going to do for yourself and that was something that really even though outside of me all the surgeries all the treatments the behaviors of other people I still had that power of choice and I lost it I did give my power of choice away during the breakup and the he how he constantly uh, called me all the time and it was like I gave my power of choice to him and I gave my power to him and allowed him to determine my worth and mm-hmm. that is something now I'm like I'm so passionate about empowering others is that you always have a choice of how you choose to stay in your job or your relationship or how you choose to take action and in anything that comes my way now, I'm like, okay, cool. I have a, I have a decision of how I want to feel in this moment. Do I want to choose to be angry? Do I want to choose to be happiness? How do I want to choose to start my day? How do I want to choose to, what, what do I want to choose to focus on? And I think most of the time people fall out of that and, and lean into the blame or they made me do that. They like, I don't have a choice, Mm. but in in itself, when you say you don't have a choice, that's a choice that you've made to think that you don't have a choice. Yeah. I mean, I can't help but think of, um, yeah, there's the classic when people say, you know, I have to do this, I have to go to work. It's like, well, you don't have to. You could choose to be homeless. Yeah. But you've chosen not to be homeless. You've chosen to go to work. And when people realize that, oh, hang on, okay, that is still my choice, it's quite empowering. In one way, it's overwhelming because it means that every situation you found yourself in, every single um, emotion you've felt and worked through in your life has been your doing. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side, that's so empowering because it means if you're actively creating that, it means you can also actively change it. 
Yeah, right? 100%. Like we're a product of our choices that we've made. Yeah. And if you, you know, the way we spend our time and how we're living, it's up to us. And if you can have a look at the areas of your life that, you know, you aren't happy in, it's like, well, what choices can I make to change that? What choices can I do to make it more empowering and more fun and more lovable and not just focusing on the problems but choosing to find the solution in your in your life? Mm, yeah, a hundred. And, and I think when people realize that there is always a solution if we look hard enough or if, and if there's not, how do we create one? Yeah. I know a big thing I've learned was, you know, don't, don't seek out problems unless you're also going to seek out a solution at the same time. Yes. Um, it's just such a powerful reframe to look at it from. And I mean, the other one is I'm currently, I'm very late to the party on this, but I'm currently in my downtime watching Suits. Oh, yes, uh, I started watching show. that. <laughs> yes, I love it. And, I mean, there's, you know, there's even a part of it where he said, why did you do this? It's, he goes, well, I didn't have a choice. Mm. And Harvey, you know, Harvey's director turns around and goes, no, that's bullshit. Even if someone is holding a gun to your head, you have a choice on whether you help them pull the trigger or you walk away. Yes, and how powerful is that? And I was like, wow. (laughs) Yes. Reclaim that emotional responsibility and go, hang on, there is always choice. I can do something here. It's up to me. Yeah. And I don't think we're educated on that enough in our life. And if you're living in the the victimhood of life happens to me, but like life happens for us. And if you can have that self-awareness in your life, that self-awareness around the things that aren't working, that are working, and how can I change my decisions and my choices to be more empowering and to take action on those decisions so that I can move forward and not just be in this stuckness of life and in my comfort zone where I am okay with just making tiny little choices. And, you know, that's a decision to stay settled, but I don't, I'm not a settler and I don't want to just settle for just okay life anymore. Like, Mm. Being given this second chance of life, it's such a like a motivator for me. And, you know, I think before this happened, I was afraid of death. And now mm. I'm like, you know what, we're all going to die. And mm. a lot of people, when I say that to them, they're like, they, they get scared. I'm like, but that's the reality. Like that's the only certain thing in life is that we're going to die. Yeah. And if you can choose to make it magical and choose to move from courage rather than from fear in your life, you're going to be able to create more of an abundance than like scarcity. Mm. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think that's so powerful. Actually, I thought I saw something the other day that this just reminded me of. I'll ask you if you've heard it. There's, a, there's an awesome thing. It was a picture. It said, at the end of your life, you will be forever commemorated by a date, a dash and another date. Wow. And it said, the dash is what matters the most. Wow. It's what you do between those two dates that matters the most. And that is the impact you will lead. And it's so, I think you're such a great example of someone doing that where you're like, okay, at the end of the day, yeah, I am going to have a date of birth and a date of death. That's how it goes. Yeah. What am I doing in the middle? Yeah. And you know, I know, I know it's scary to step out of the comfort zone and to, to go against, you know, what you think you should be doing or that you think mm. that you have to be doing, but we have that inner spirit soul voice that's always speaking to us. And if we mm. could learn to tune into the the inner voice rather than the conscious mind that's, you know not always right that's not always going forward for us but that voice inside of us we have everything all those answers within inside of us like we're born this clean slate and it's just along the way we've developed this conditioning that's not really truly who we are and I don't believe anybody's ever broken it's just we've just got to find that path back to ourselves and going within and pulling back the fake identities and again that's a choice in itself is choosing to do the inner work and to heal ourselves and more often than not people are 
afraid to have that self-honesty and, and to go within. And I know it's, it's scary, but that's how you can truly connect back to yourself is going within. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And um, I, I'd love to find out, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners would love to find out too, because I'm now imagine they're hearing this and going, wow, this is a really empowering concept. It's, you know, we're, you and I are not afraid to pull punches. We're talking harsh truths of life here. Yeah. Uh, but for people, you know, because we care, um, you know, there's a great quote <laughs> that you know, we say, it's, um, I care enough about you to tell you the fucking truth. <laughs> oh, I'm saying like, I'm like, most of my clients will be like, would say something like, I know I'm being like honest, but you need to hear the truth. Like, I'm not, yeah. it's not okay to stay where you are. It's not yeah. like, I'm not just another friend that's going to like give you a big hug about your problems. Like I'm here yeah. to get you out of these problems and give you yeah. solutions and call yeah. and call you out on it. Like, it's just not okay. <laughs> oh man. I love it. So like, I'm imagining people listening to this going, oh man, that resonates with me. That hits home. And say they're listening and they're like, I have like, they've come to that realization now of like, holy shit, I've not been taking emotional responsibility for myself. I've not been holding on to my power of choice. I've been giving that away to everyone around me and to situations around me. I've been playing the blame game. How do you recommend people going about reclaiming their power of choice? I think it's in the first thing, it's the self-awareness is like, okay, cool. I've been allowing people to dictate how I feel or dictate my worth mm-hmm. or dictating my thoughts. But it's like, what is the first area or what is the first decision I can make now? Like it's obviously takes small step, but I believe reaching out for help because sometimes we need guidance to find that inner work or to know how to unlock the the boxes that we've put on ourselves. And, you know, sometimes we go through life and finding help it can seem weak, but I believe that mm-hmm. if we have our voice, it's okay to ask for help. And if you can yes. ask for help, it's so much vulnerability and courage in that, that it's actually inspiring. And then you inspire other people to do that within themselves and taking a step back and asking yourself, how are my thoughts limiting me? And am I really my thoughts or what thoughts am I choosing to believe that don't actually benefit me? Because I was doing that. I used to sit there when I was like, who am I? Like I'm so lost I'd sit there and these thoughts would come over me and I was like, wow, this is so powerful. And then labeled like post-traumatic stress, labeled um, social anxiety to the point where I couldn't leave the house. But I, I chose to believe those labels. I chose to believe those diagnoses from the doctors because that was something that was like, oh, I've got a story now. I've got a reason why I am the way I am. Instead mm. of actually processing my emotions, processing the stuff I had just been through, and that's more powerful than you know, falling into the, the labels and, and the victimhood is this, it takes a lot of courage and I know it's scary, but that's where the healing begins is when you accept and you, you have self-honesty and self-discipline and you go within. Mm, I love that because so often people are trained to look external for their answers, right? Oh yes. And I've like done that. We've all that done that. School, right. From school, it's like, there is an answer in a textbook yeah. that you need to get and then regurgitate that answer. And yes. that's how you'll be deemed right or wrong. Yes, and if you didn't get and, an A, why didn't you get a why did you get a B? Why didn't you get an A? Yeah, right. And and it's when we come out of the schooling process, we find that, well, actually a lot of the answers to the big meaningful questions and challenges in life, like who am I? What do I believe in? <laughs> how do I feel about myself? What's my sense of purpose? You know, these big fundamental questions that determine what kind of life you lead, there's no fucking answer for them externally. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, shit, where do I begin to look? And I think it's so powerful that you said the first step is building self-awareness and looking within. Yeah. 
And then the next step is asking for help in doing that. I think those are such powerful steps for people to start with because, you know, looking within and introspection and building self-awareness, it's a skill. Oh my gosh, yes. Which means like any skill, it's developed over time and it's developed a little bit quicker and more efficiently with the help of, of a coach or a mentor or a guide, whatever name we want to give them. Um, but people just, people want it easy people want it fixed straight away like right yeah and then people like I've done this like I abused food as emotional eating and then I would mm-hmm. go to the gym and I'd punish myself but I was doing all external things and I actually wasn't sitting with what was going on inside of me and I was just running away running away from my problems like I had a big bloody orange sofa on my back and I was just running and running and running and I wasn't actually I was too afraid to sit with myself but and I see it so much in, in the world today and people that come to me, they're so okay and they're so stuck that they can't see any way out. But mm. you actually have to go within and, and stop seeking that external validation and gratification because you, you're never going to be okay with that if you're not giving it to yourself. Like it's never going to be enough if you're not allowing yourself to fill your own inner joy and self-love or give it to yourself. A hundred percent. And, you know, whilst that may be scary to go, um, oh, so scary. <laughs> right? The results that I'm going to achieve or not achieve are on me to do. I think the empowering part and benefit of those is when people do achieve results and get change, they can actually go, well, hang on, I did that. Yes. And they that's can it. celebrate it for themselves because it's so easy for them to go like, otherwise what happens is they, it's so easy for people to fall into the trap of, oh yeah, but it only changed because they helped me with it. No, it's all you. It's like, no, right? Like you, like you just have a coach that gives you guidance. Like I don't give advice. I'm like, you have everything inside of you and it's up to you to find it. And it's so empowering when they can find it and realize they did it themselves. Mm. And that's where the magic is to realize like, okay, cool. I did this myself. What else can I do myself? What else can I have guidance with that can help me get to this next level of who I am or what, are some other barriers or masks or identities that I can let go of to really step into who my, my true power is. And, and I think it's also scary that people underneath all their fears, it's like a fear of like leaving a relationship. It's like, I don't want to be alone. Like who, yeah. who, what will I be without this identity of being in a relationship or what will people think? I'll have to answer these questions. Like there's so many of those what ifs, but if you take a step back and it's like, am I happy? What's going to make me happy? And, mm. and, and stop going external worrying what people will think. It's like, what do I actually think? What do I actually yeah. need? What do I actually, what actually brings me joy and happiness, not anybody else? And putting myself back at the top of the priority list rather than down the bottom. Yes. Yes. So powerful. Um, de- developing that skill we call it of healthy selfishness, right? Like putting yourself first for the benefit of others. Yeah. And like that saying, it's so true. You can't pour from an empty cup. And if you, consistently giving and giving and draining yourself out and giving to others mm. you're never going to allow yourself to get anything back because you're not uh, you're not allowed giving it back to yourself yeah and i love even just in those terms you know allowing yourself to do this giving back to self it all comes back to that self-determination and that sense of agency that this is a journey and a process led by by the individual that's what yeah like it's always called self-love self-discipline yeah. self-worth it's all self because it's all start with self yeah it's exactly <laughs> you know like that simple saying when you're on an airplane you know put your oxygen mask on first yep. because if you're not alive or you're not healthy how can you help anybody else around you a hundred percent and again it comes back to that point we made before that if you start with self and you're taking emotional responsibility and you know taking hold of, of choice and, and owning the power of choice when the results come, you get to thank yourself. I, you know, I know one of my coaches a couple of years ago, I went up at the end of a training I did with him and I had a lot of personal growth from it. I went up to him and said, oh, thank you so much for that. 
he turned around and said, fuck your thank yous, thank yourself. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> yes. That, that... Like, so taken aback by it. He's like, I don't want your fucking thank yous, thank yourself. You're the one who did the work. And yeah. I was like, wow, what a cool way to look at this. <laughs> well, it's so true. Like you chose to be there. You chose to take action. You chose to invest in it. Mm. rather than stay in your stuck area. Like you've made that decision to be there and obviously you you took the action to get the results and unlock something inside of you. And it's so powerful when you can do that. Like people th- think they're, they're PTs for getting their results, but really you showed up. You did the hard yes. work. You lifted the weights. Yeah. You got your heart rate up. You ate healthy. It's all you. Yes. And you yeah. just have extra support that is kind of keeps you accountable for it. A hundred percent. And, you know, they're there to sort of, facilitate the journey as well right like and, and, and be there as part of it but man it's just so powerful it's one of my favorite things to do with some of our members now and they say thank you and i turn around and go fuck your thank you <laughs> <laughs> thank you damn self oh it's like I, I, I might even use it like that's so so powerful and it's, it's just so confronting too because like, <laughs> you know and it, it just takes people out of their comments zone to go oh, fuck, he's right. Like, I, I do tend to credit everyone else for my success, but then blame myself for my failures. Yeah, yeah. And and, and by give, putting it back in their hands, it boosts their confidence. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. I actually can do these things by myself. It's like yes. I can choose not to fall into these excuses and, and give that my power and actually get results. You know, like we can only have reasons or results. And people feel like I feel like people live in their ex- excuses and their stories. And I did that. Like I, I mm. used labels and, and excuses in my past for things, but I was like, how is this actually benefiting me? Like it's keeping me stuck. I'm unhappy, but how can I move forward? Who can I get help from? And actually it comes back. Like it all came back to me. It's like, what am mm. I, I'm sabotaging my life right now. I'm choosing to sabotage it and, and be stuck and be afraid of, feeling my emotions but it was like I have to choose to move forward and I have to choose to ask for help and I need to let my ego down and I need to stop pretending I'm okay and say I actually need help yeah yeah and and it's the ego that I think gets in the way like the ego is such a powerful controlling Mm. thing but if you can take a step back and breathe into your soul and spirit and Mm. really listen to what you need and it'll the answers are in there yeah yeah. And then on that flip side, right, sort of that duality of knowing that the answers are within you, but then also going, sometimes I do need help to get the key to unlock them. Yeah. Like we create the problems in our mind, but we can also create the solution in our mind as well. So it's knowing yeah. like if we can, if we can create this, this problem in our life or this stress in our life, we can uncreate it as well. Like we can mm. find that solution. And that's the, the magic of our minds. It's like, everything in there is for us and if we can only the things in life only have meaning because we give it meaning and you can change the meaning of anything in your life if you want to man it's just i'm just sitting here going there's so much value in this conversation for people to to tap into there's so many amazing concepts and just yeah life-changing profound um shifts in perspective and I'm wondering, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it over to you and see what your ideas are on this, mm-hmm. because sometimes this is, this is almost the greatest strength and the greatest weakness of the personal development industry is it's these amazing concepts, the greatest weakness is, but how do people do them? Yes. Right? It's like, this is all well and good to talk about and to listen to. And I'm sure people are listening at the moment so inspired and like, 
fuck yes, this is what I needed to hear. <laughs> but then if they don't have those tangible action steps of, and here's my first steps to start implementing, then one week from now, they're going to be just listening to another podcast episode, not having changed anything, thinking yeah. that they need more motivation and more concepts. Right? <laughs> yeah. I was actually talking about this with a friend yesterday. It's like, we can all talk about this stuff. It's like, how do I actually do it? Yes. And I... I look, look at my, I look at all areas of my life, right? Cool. What actually needs work? What is it that I'm really limiting myself in? And then I, I write out my excuses on a piece of paper and mm-hmm. I'll be like, that's, that's bullshit. That is like mm-hmm. bullshit. I call bullshit on my excuses or I will write out my self-talk. All right. This is a limiting phrase here. How can I switch it to more emp- empowering phrase there? Mm-hmm. Um, every morning I, it's, I know it's a decision for me to choose how I want to f- think and feel in that present moment. So setting an intention for the first thing. Today, I choose to see the positive in, in all areas of my life. No matter what challenge comes my, comes my way, I'm going to choose to see the positive learning in it and grow from it rather than mm. feed into the negative side of it. It's like, today's a shit day. Today's crap. He said this to me. He made that. I didn't make any money. But you can choose to focus on that and let your energy go down or you can choose like, cool, yeah, it didn't work out my, my way, but what, how can I learn to do something different today? Yeah. And I always, I always fall back into gratitude. Yes, such a powerful one. Every single night, it's like three things I'm grateful for and why I'm grateful for it as well Mm. because it's so easy to say I'm grateful for my family and friends, but go deeper. Like your heart beats for you every single day. Like I'm so grateful for my heart. I'm so grateful for the the fresh breath air. I'm so grateful for my voice that I can speak my words, The my eyes for allowing me to see the beauty around me. Like you can go so deep with your gratitude that in any dark day that you have a choice to see the positive and that's a really simple step for anybody is to practice gratitude because that's a choice you make to see the good in every single day and that in itself simply shifts your perspective in life. Mm. Yeah, and you may, it's funny that you hear, you know, it's something that you do is do the three gratitudes but then the why as well. Yeah, why just makes it more powerful. Yeah, in the last 20 years of positive psychology research, one technique and practice has risen above all others. And it results in about a 40% increase in perceived well-being and a 40% decrease in anxiety and depression. And that one practice is writing three things in the evening that you're grateful for and why. Man, like I... Out of all of the techniques they've found and developed, that one has risen above all others. Oh, because it's so powerful. Like even in the darkest of darkest days, I used to have a friend who I would, we would text back and forth every night. All right, what are you grateful for? And Mm. like some days I'd be like, nothing if I was having a really bad day, she's like, find something, you know, there's always something to be grateful for. Just mm. simply drinking water or I don't know, opening the door, patting your dog. There is something to be grateful for in every mm. single day. And if you can train your brain to, to do that, you can train your brain to do that in any situation in your life to focus on no matter how dark it is, there's that speckle of light and you know, yes. light, lightness and darkness, they need each other to come together to, to work, you know, and you need the opposite for it to come together and underneath every rock there is darkness but you can bring lightness to it by lifting it up and clearing it out i love that analogy yeah wow I'm, <laughs> yeah i'm a very visual learner so like oh yeah that way i'm like yeah this <laughs> yeah but i seriously like if people get overwhelmed with it it's like taking a step back and it's simply just gratitude an intention mm. for the day and a gratitude at the end of the day and being okay with falling off the bandwagon, being okay with making a mistake and not punishing yourself or bashing yourself up about it. It's like, okay, cool. What was the purpose or what was the thought or emotion that led me to fall off track? How can I move forward the next day and forgive myself and and sit with it? And also celebrating 
your wins, celebrating having a good day that you didn't complain or having a good day that you left the house or having a good day that you you managed not to self-sabotage. Like celebrate every single little win that you have in your day and your life. Yeah, I mean, such a powerful practice people get into. And, you know, I'm just sitting here at the moment thinking like the three big takeaways. I know for me listening to this, I mean, first one is, reconnect with power of choice and just develop self-awareness because I, I love the saying you know awareness is key we can't uh, change what we can't see yeah 100 percent. Right? so as a first step get that self-awareness second step ask for help and guidance be vulnerable you know seek out mentors coaches whatever name we want to give them but someone to help facilitate that change in that journey while still owning the fact that the results are coming from you and celebrating it yes um, and then the third one practicing gratitude like what what powerful things. I mean, if everyone listening to this did those three things in the next seven days, holy shit. There, yeah, <laughs> there would be a shift in everything. And that's a choice like you can make as well. Is like, am I like, I feel like people need, they need to have a real must for them to want to change, but you don't have to have that horrible struggle, pain to want to change. Yeah. And you don't always need to have something wrong to seek help either. Like if you mm-hmm. feel like you just want to be better yourself or learn more or just shake a little something like, ask for help like I feel like there's that stigma around needing an issue to to seek help but you can just Mm. simply want to have want to better who you are and level up in who you are yeah I mean so powerful and and you know on that note because I mean you and I could talk I know because there's so much (laughs) that you and I agree with and so much that we see eye to eye on and yeah very very complimentary approaches to helping people but you know on that note if people are listening to this and they've really, really resonated with you and your story and what you've spoken about and some of the techniques that you've shared, how would they be best to connect with you from here? Um, so there's, you can follow me on Instagram. It's just Holly underscore Fielder. Um, also on Facebook, there's my business page, Holly Fielder Coaching. Um, and you could also just drop an email as well if you like. It's hello at hollyfielder.com. I love that. I love that. Um Thank you so, so much for volunteering your time to come on board today to share some of your story, to share some of your insights and value. You know, I'm a big believer that the the greatest thing we can do in life is achieve a balance between growing and giving. Yes. I think that's what you've been doing lately and it's been an honor to see that and it's an honor to help be involved as well and to, you know, provide this platform for you to give back and to help others. Oh, thanks for Um, popping another cherry. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure this, this may be your first podcast interview. I'm sure it's not going to be your last by any means. No, it's actually um, fun. Yeah, so thank you so, so much. I really appreciate it. I really value you as a person. And yeah, I'm sure you and I are going to be in contact a lot in the future and, yes. and just helping each other change lives. Yes, definitely. And thank you for having me. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And have the most amazing day. Beautiful. I'll see you around, Holly. Okay, bye. Bye. What a powerful, powerful podcast episode with Holly and what a great way to kickstart 2019 on the BU with Declan Edwards podcast. I mean, talk about a great interview to bring us back from our two-week break over Christmas and New Year and really kickstart 2019 right. So if you listened to that and you loved it, you know what to do. You can get in touch with Holly. You can get in touch with me. Just email grow at bucoaching.org. 
Feel free to jump in and connect with the BU coaching team and crew by checking out the website. We've got some free trainings on there to help you kickstart 2019 right. So that's www.bucoaching.org. You'll also be able to find out all about seeing us live in a city near you. We are currently, if you're listening to this podcast, currently on our first ever East Coast speaking tour and we'll be running this every three months. So make sure you keep an eye on the website for all upcoming events. You check out the free trainings and you start 2019 by giving back to self, by investing in your personal growth and development to ensure that this is the best damn year of your life thus far. Other than that, I'll be talking to you next week as always on the podcast. And you know how we finish this. Bring it from the bottom of the heart, from my heart all the way out to yours. Be empowered, be exceptional and be you.